light on the ceiling is right let behind me, your head. Let me turn it off and see if that's better. One second. Yeah, okay. Okay, tell me when I'm going to go live on YouTube. I'm already recording in the cloud, but if we need this backup, we'll be able to edit it. Anyway. I just looked for the uh, for my name in the session catalog, and I'm not there. Yeah. yeah. I'm not optimistic. I might go anyway. I don't know. I mean, if I don't have a talk, then the problem is the hotel. It's it's The hotel is as expensive as the flights. You know what I mean? It's oh, like geez, you're, you're very dark now. I know. Oh, oh no, it was good. It's 600 bucks per uh, a night, the hotel in San Francisco during Oracle World. That's just insane. Yeah. I mean, it's a two nights is more than the flight, really. Yeah, it is. Although I no, probably fly they, business. They should. Then. No, they should take care of you. It's no reason for you to pay that out. Well, we'll see. All uh, right. How, how does Eric look to you? Eric looks great to me. No, I mean the lighting. I mean, I know he's adorable, but you know. Right, right. No, uh, I, it's bad. Is, it's, it's Lisa, right? Mm -hmm. Got it wrong again, didn't I? What? Your wife? Oh, wife's name, uh, Jackie. Jackie. Yeah. I, there's also a Lisa that I know who was in that same group that I, when I met Jackie. Or am I, I'm just getting old and senile. Could be. One or the other. I anyway, how's Jackie doing? Is she still at uh, the she, same place? Good. Yep, she's good. She's still at the same place, working on Java, Spring, and Grails and stuff. So, Go figure. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Baruch, uh, if you want to start it, you want me to do the intro or whatever? Of course, of course. And okay. I'm going to go live now. Wait, what happened? Now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to an, a long-delayed Groovy podcast. Uh, my name is Ken Cousin, podcasting from Marlboro, Connecticut, and I'm joined by two people this time. First is our old friend, you, that's you, Baruch, it's your cue. You're not going to say anything. Baruch said... Uh, no, I was just, sorry, I was checking that our YouTube, uh, YouTube is streaming. Uh, hello, everybody. Uh, my name is Baruch. I'm, um, I'm, I'm back on uh, Groovy Podcast. We're back with Groovy Podcast. I think that the, so, the delay was you? so long that we actually restarted the new season. Uh, and um, I'm today in uh, Gilroy, California. Sunny, it is. Um, and we have a very, very special guest today. Yes. Um, actually, why don't Eric, why don't you introduce yourself? Yep. So my name is Eric Helgeson. Uh, I'm a longtime Groovy Grails user and I'm in uh, sunny Minnesota today. Um, and yeah, just uh, want to kind of touch base and see what's going on. It's actually my second appearance on the Groovy podcast. So are you in the Minneapolis area these days or somewhere else? Oh, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. So up in St. Cloud? Yeah, up no. by St. Cloud. So yeah, yeah. Yep. surrounded by fields and farmland. But I recently got uh, fast internet out here, so 150 megs. So that's uh, it's quite a bump. Sweet. For being in the middle of nowhere. Excellent. For, for people who are not aware, uh, Eric was the original Grails champion, right? Yes, back in 2017. So was it a, it was a spring one? No, was it a, a 2GX conference, right? Yes, or the they renamed it the G3 Summit, I think. Oh, right, right. G3 Summit in yeah. 2017 really is it yes. that recently 
Yep. I think I got the, I had this just in case we talked about it. <laughs> you know, I thought <laughs> like, you were going to turn it around. We, we couldn't see your name there. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> ah, very good. So, yeah, uh, so G3 Summit was, was a nice conference and you kind of said that they don't do it anymore. Yeah, that was sad. But um, it was good to see you there. I remember that. We did a podcast from the, the conference and everything. Um, but in addition to being a Grails champion, you actually still work with the product. And yep. I remember you tweeted relatively recently that uh, you had updated or, or ported a project from Grails 3 up to Grails 4. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's actually my second project that we've upgraded to Grails for. So it's a, it's a smaller kind of uh, website um, just for kind of tracking a few things uh, uh, with Bobby Warner. Uh, so I work at Agile Orbit. So we're, we're a consulting company that uh, primarily focuses on the JVM infrastructure and Grails. Um, but yeah, it's just a small project and uh, we're in between contracts. So we're like, let's, let's just upgrade this and see how it works. And, you know, took about an hour or so to get it up and running and uh, we deployed it the next day. So uh, working pretty well. And then I do have a second project, which uh, is quite a bit bigger. It's been around since Grails 2, 3-ish. So it's gone through many ports. Um, and that one probably took about, you know, four hours or a day or two a day. So half a day to a day to get ported over. So I think the real takeaway there is that the Grails, if you're on Grails 3 already and going to Grails 4 is not, uh, what Grails 2 to Grails 3 was. Yeah, so th those are great news, but uh, except of, well, it's not a very painful uh, transition, I would ask, uh, but hey, why would we even do that? What What are the benefits of Grails 4? Yeah, there's a lot of benefits uh, to Grails 4 right now because, uh, as we know, you know, the JVM is changing quite a bit. You know, the long-term support releases, JDK 8 is, you know, Oracle's, you know, you can pay for support or there's many vendors who offer support now. Um, so you can still run on JDK 8, but uh, Grails 4 is the first one to, first Grails to support JDK 11 plus because it's based on Spring Boot 2.1, which is the first Spring Boot to support JDK 11. Um, has, uh, you know, the latest Hibernate 5.4, which has a lot of memory improvements. Um, Gradle 5. So you get a lot of a lot of speed improvements and uh, just new things there. And with Gradle five six coming out really soon, um, it'll have that uh, incremental gra uh, groovy compilation as well. Mm. So or improvements to incremental groovy compilation. So um, that'll be nice. I mean, I've I've tried running it with uh, Java eleven again, as you say, the the current long term support release, mm -hmm. and it's great that that it runs under that. Still gives that ugly warning. Eventually, yeah. Groovy will make that warning go away, but right. not yet, right? Yeah. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, it's the uh, old anything older than Spring two or Spring Boot two actually was feeling very old at this point, and being able to go to Spring five and Spring Boot two point one is is quite an improvement. Uh, mm -hmm. Of course, the biggest thing supposedly about Grails 4 is that they have changed the parent context. So now it uses, I don't know, parts of Micronaut. I, I don't quite understand how that works under the hood, but it's not all Spring anymore. Right. Uh, yeah, the parent context for the Spring application is a Micronaut context. So you still have a Spring context um, there and you get everything that Spring offers there. Um, but mm. you do get a lot of uh, the benefits that... Uh, Micronaut 
has as well. And that, that is still actually a big question for me too, is that uh, there hasn't been many guides or many uh, much guidance on what that off, what that provides you yet. Um, and I'm hoping that OCI and, you know, community members can put out a few more blog posts or documentation on what that means. Um, the, there's one obvious one, which is the non-blocking HTTP client, which is very nice. Uh, they have the, you know, declarative or um, implementation of that. So it's really nice. And it's, it is actually the recommended, recommended HTTP client now for Grails instead of REST Builder, or, um, those other plugins or the GORM uh, REST client and things like that. So that's one major benefit that you can take advantage of right now. But yeah, there's, there's a lot of stuff there. I just um, figuring out how it all plugs in to each other, how Spring and Micronaut play together will be the big question. And hopefully as more people start playing with it, that can, can start learning more about how that's going to work together. Well, of course, Java 11 has an HTTP client itself, which supposedly works asynchronously and allows you to integrate with publishers and subscribers. I haven't played with that in Grails. I know it's in the JVM. Of course, that would require you to use Java 11. But the, the HTTP client from Micronaut is supposed to be very nice. So are you using it for tests or using it for your business logic? Where do you use it? Yeah, I've I've created a few uh, clients for it, and um, one's a business logic, and one one is a test harness. So yeah, it it really just plugs into the Grails integration test harness the way any HTTP client would. Mm -hmm. So uh, you can pretty much kind of replace it if, when you're upgrading to uh, just use the new HTTP client. Um, and then yeah, with business logic, uh, I just integrated one simple API, uh, the Rechapka, you know the uh, what it, capture. I, yeah. there you go um it's a simple api but uh it's just a few annotations and you have a whole client and it works pretty well so they have they upgraded a bunch of plugins yet or is that a plugin that's already been upgraded or did you just use one from three and it automatically worked or yeah well just talking about plugins in general is that uh, uh many plugins actually still work in uh the grails 3 plugins will work in uh grails 4 i actually have a blog post and uh, we can put it in the show notes where I'm tracking kind of as people report them or as people, uh, or as I'm using them, you know, do they work? Do they not? Is there a workaround and things like that? So I think right now there's only one plugin that I'm tracking that still um, needs an upgrade, but everything else. So I, I use, uh, I'm a, just for example, well, let me pull it up. I mean, while, you're doing, while you're doing that, where's your blog? Um, uh, you can you can share your screen, by the way, because we are we're streaming on YouTube, so oh. people will be happy to see. If you we'll want. have to explain for the people listening on audio, but no, feel free. we don't care about them. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you want to you want to cut out half our users? That I mean, you know, we don't, we don't have that that many that we can give up a bunch like that. <laughs> well, uh, let's see here. I have to close all of my other tabs here. Let's see. So yeah, is this um, the one at, at GitHub? Eric Helgeson at GitHub dot GitHub dot io. Uh, no, I, I just uh, pinged it to you on Twitter. Um, it's on Dev two, which is a kind of a medium esque platform, but just for developers, and it's has a very nice editor and makes writing blog posts really nice and quick and easy. So I've started to adopt that. I haven't moved all my stuff over there yet, but I have not gotten the tweet. So oh, oh well, uh, DM. I didn't get the DM either. I didn't get anything from you. Weird. Okay. Let me share my screen that's, then. That's Twitter. Okay. You know how Twitter is, you know. 
uh, I know that we're connected because, you know, <laughs> that's how we set this up. We, we might end well, up having a show notes page anyway for Eric's yeah. resources, like blog post and everything. So but while you were doing that, I just wanted to, again, mention to people that, of course, the, the big benefit supposedly of moving to the Micronaut context away from the spring context is going to be, well, size and speed. The idea is that it will use a lot less memory and that the uh, size of the application will be a lot uh, smaller. And of course, using the AOT, the ahead of time compilation and everything and everything being done. Actually, I don't, maybe that's not the way to say it. Maybe it's more that things are being uh, done at compile time rather than at, at runtime should speed up the response time and the startup time and everything in the application. Oh, just got your tweet there. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, Speaking of that, um, yeah, the, the, my application starts off about two times faster than it did. So oh, uh, that's, that's good. In development mode. So that's uh, promising. And then uh, one big thing to mention is actually a pain point is that Spring loaded the class reloader for Spring, or that Spring and Pivotal used to maintain, is no longer maintained. So mm. hot reloading is out, which was a huge performance uh, or huge development time uh, you know, benefit of using Grails. Was that wow. you could you know change a class and it would be reloaded. So Spring has uh, implemented the Spring Dev Tools um, fast reload. Um, so what it does, it has two class or two class loaders, one for kind of the stuff that doesn't change in Spring, and then one for your things. So it only has to reload your code, but it's still not the you know one to two seconds or or less with uh, Spring loaded. Really. Yeah. So, so that of, was, sorry, go ahead. Uh, it's just, it's kind of unfortunate that there's no um, kind of mainstream besides JRebel uh, class reloader for uh, the JVM really right now. So with, uh, with Spring Boot apps, of course, as you say, they, they use the, the dev tools um, plugin, I guess you'd say inside there. So you're saying Grails took that and kind of split it into the things that Grails does plus the things that you add yourself? Well, actually, that's what, uh, that's what Spring DevTools, uh, that's our new fast reload in the Spring DevTools. And then uh, Grails just takes advantage of that now instead of hot reloading because it doesn't work anymore. So what you're saying is they delegated to Spring, and of course, that made it slow. <laughs> well, yes, I wouldn't say that, but yes, that's what I'm I mean, saying. if anybody was listening, that'd be a controversial statement, but don't yes. worry about it, you know. No problem. Ah, very good. Okay. Yeah, I remember, by the way, that blog post that you that you wrote, the one that you sent about removing illegal reflective access, the, the yes. Rails one, which was just staggering because you wind up adding in, oh my goodness, what, 30, 50, whatever, open modules, just to yeah. say uh, JVM open module args and, and that, that huge list, and then that makes the warning go away. I just haven't tried it yet, but I assume that works. Yeah, well, that's actually the way uh, that Groovy does it in 2.5 right now. So if you add that uh, environment variable when you're starting Groovy, um, that will that's what that's what it does. And I actually talked to Dan, uh, Daniel uh, about how to do that for Grails because there's a I just didn't understand how it works. So you know, thanks to him for uh, helping me figure that out. And I actually sent you the wrong blog post. That's why. I I do remember that post though. That was a big one. Uh, but you say by the time we hit Groovy 3, of course, that'll be gone. Right. Uh, whenever that happens to come out. Yeah. So I presume next year sometime. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, a, that's the interesting thing, too, is that uh, a while ago, you know, we were talking and thinking that, you know, Grails 4 might be on Groovy 3 uh, in 
but that didn't happen. So it's going to be interesting as we go forward, you know, when Spring uh, Boot 2.2 comes out and Groovy 3 comes out, you know, how quick Grails will be to, you know, be on the uptake of doing those upgrades. I did find your uh, Grails 4 update notes, and uh, I, I really appreciate your listing all the, the different mechanisms, and hopefully this will be just a question of updating individual pieces inside of Grails rather than having to do a, oh, who knows, maybe they will do a 4.0.1 release or maybe even 4.1 if that's big enough. Uh, but it's hard to update Groovy when you have basically one guy being paid to work on it. Everybody else is doing volunteer work, and, and that mm -hmm. one guy is at halftime or something like that. So it's, it's tough. It is. No, and I appreciate all the work that they put into it. So what else? Uh, of course, so your, your bottom line is, is that uh, Grails 3 to Grails 4 is not a huge change because most of the big changes are versions of Spring and, and associated technologies plus uh, under the hood improvements. Anything yep, exactly. else come to mind? Anything else you had to deal with? Um, not really with the upgrade. I mean, um, it's just... Uh, you know, those things I mentioned that, you know, if you're, you know, if you kind of draw inside the lines of the framework, which is from, from my perspective, I use a framework, so I do draw inside the lines so I can get things done quickly. Mm. Um, you'll probably, your upgrade path will be really easy. If you, you know, chose to draw aside those lines and kind of get into the weeds of spring, which you do need to do or hibernate, but you, you know, from time to time, you do need to do that. But uh, just understanding where you kind of went outside the framework and, um, you know, following those upgrade paths, I know that uh, there's some, uh, you know, bigger changes in Hibernate that are coming uh, with their, uh, as they've, you know, moved away from de de detached criteria and how Gorm is struggling, or not struggling, but, uh, you know, there's no one-to-one -one replacement for that. So I know uh, talking to the Grails team on that, there's been a lot of kind of back and forth on how, how they can, you know, keep Gorm the same while supporting newer versions of Hibernate. So. Actually, that's that's something you hit something I haven't heard. Are you saying that Hibernate is fundamentally changing how it's going to operate soon? Yeah, they've uh, they've deprecated the criteria, which is not the criteria API, but that is not the what in Grails or Gorm you think of the create criteria. That's different. But yeah. uh, Grails under the hood uses the criteria API quite a bit. So right. um, as that's changing, I'm, there's a thread on their uh, Jira about you know about that, but. I know that there's some pain points on trying to upgrade. But now, of course, with Micronaut Data coming out as well, uh, that's something we can probably take advantage of in Grails. Um, there's, there's a segue for you, Brooke. <laughs> so. Didn't want to jump in on that. Okay, so let's, okay, one, one other thing, by the way, uh, just out of that uh, Hibernate criteria, did, have they recommended a replacement or are they just removing something? Um, it's deprecated right now in 5.4, but um, I think that's, you'll get a lot of warning messages. And I mentioned that in my notes as well. You can, dis mm. you can disable those log messages, of course. But uh, yeah, there, there's no one, to one, one replacement yet. Um, so I know Graham or uh, James from OCI would have a lot more, to, so a lot more details kinda, on that. We're stuck waiting to see what they do then, partly. Yep. By the way, I, I noticed and the little little toy playing around with it that I've done, uh, I did try to use the java.time uh, packages, but when I made a property of a domain class, uh, local date or whatever, then the, the form doesn't generate. I mean, I'll probably have to write my own scaffolding, 
but I like to start off with scaffolding just to get up to date. And, and unfortunately, there's no built-in uh, form type, apparently, for a local date. Hmm. Uh, maybe local date time. I don't know. I haven't tried that. But I was like, whoops, suddenly now I got to go back to date again. And also, do the Hibernate people, they, they still use date created and last updated. Do they, have they, are they going to move that to local date or that's still, you, you probably don't know. Um, you can, uh, I usually set that to instance when I'm developing my app. So you can, they can be in uh, any timestamp. Uh, oh, really? Class. You can instant on that? Yep. Yeah, I'll I usually. I'll have to try that. Because I don't, I mean, again, I don't want to use date anymore if I can avoid it. I'd much rather use the java.time package. Yeah. And then um, actually that's so. a, a good uh, topic in Groovy 2.5. They removed the date helpers that they had. You have to actually include them yourself. It, and it's a different dependency. I mean, they've just split out the module um, huh. to a different dependency. So if you do, you know, date plus one or something like that, it will uh, say it won't know what to do. So that's, I ran into that right away. And you're saying it's, you have to include the uh, groovy dash date util package right, yeah. or whatever the dependency rather uh, okay so at least i know how to fix that now that's good um by the way i did notice that you put in there that spring security is still fine and that of course is probably the most popular plugin in all of grails right yeah and that's you know at, i don't know if you probably remember when we went from grails 2 to grails 3 there was yeah. that quite a bit of, quite a bit of lag where the spring security core wasn't upgraded right caused some angst in the community, but um, I'm glad to see that, you know, a lot of, a lot of plugin maintainers, not, even outside of OCI, have been updating their plugins um, to make sure they work with Grails 4, so. That's reassuring. I, I was glad to see that as well. Uh, so you say the JSON views are still working okay. They said that they weren't, but they are now. Yeah, uh, during the RC process, I, you know, tried to open a few bugs or figure figure things out as we went along. Okay. And the other, looks like everything else. We'll just put a link in the show notes. I just wanted to get an idea what, what you'd already encountered on that. Mm -hmm. Now you also have worked with Micronaut directly, right? You've built some Micronaut apps. What sorts of things have you done with Micronaut? Yep. Uh, so I uh, recently had a client that, um, it you know, Micronaut is, you know, a micro framework and has dependency injection, Micronaut data now, um, HTTP client and templating libraries. Um, so actually what I will in uh, a command line profile. So what actually is what this client wanted was some uh, reports generated on a, you know, timed interval. So uh, I actually use Micronaut CLI uh, with their dependency injection and their testing harness and all that fun stuff and built a, uh, just a reporting tool for them that would you just spin up a Docker container, run, run the reports and shut down. So, I mean, while you could probably, you know, you could just write, write that out procedurally, right? And write a whole bunch of code. And that's kind of what they had before is that, you know, using dependency injection and, you know, a testing harness and all this um, niceties really made the project go quite quickly just because uh, had all those things you're kind of used to when building an application, even though it was just kind of a small reporting. So uh, I think the main takeaway for me was that, is that uh, you can use a lot of the pieces in Micronaut for many different things outside of, uh, you know, a web app or a Lambda function or something like that. You can use it for, it's versatile. So, so. my question would be now, especially with Microsoft, with uh, Micronaut data and the dependency injection and everything, the differences between Micronaut and, and Grails 4 become more and more subtle, I would say. So, uh, obviously, with your consulting background, 
uh, when you when you come to a customer and need to suggest using either of those, what will be the guidelines of where where you would want to start a project with Grails Force and for and where Micronaut is a better fit? I think the the biggest uh, the biggest decision point is kind of where where you ran this app and how how much how kind of how big is it? Is it going to be a monolith or a, you know a bigger app and have kind of more traditional you know a web view um, or a more traditional API where many things are kind of in one application or is it kind of a you know we're coming in and building one thing. Um, I think that's that's where kind of my decision points would be uh, around whether to recommend one or the other. Uh, you know, I guess uh, there's a lot of async stuff. You know, async is kind of built into the heart of uh, Micronaut. So if uh, you know, async processing um, is an important requirement, that would be another uh, point. But you know, it's still Grails and Spring provide a lot of stuff out of the box. Um, so it's a, it's it's kind of a hard decision to talk about it abstractly, but um, you know I still have uh, quite a few apps on Grails, and uh, I've actually ran into some issues with Spring WebSockets. I've actually explored going just pulling that piece of my application out into uh, a Micronet WebSocket with um, some other things around it. So I mean it's it's an it depends as it always is, but. Uh, now, Grails had some asynchronous capabilities in it, and as I recall, they were mostly using reactive libraries like RxJava or related ones like that. Uh, is Micronaut doing things differently than that? Uh, I, I think now I, I'll probably say it wrong or probably get it wrong, but I think it's all built, you know, on RxJava or just the the capabilities in RxJava. So whether that's the actual library or not, they're using the reactive model in order yes. to do asynchronous coding. Yep. Uh, I mean, looking at like the controllers and services and everything, you know, everything's, you know, you, re you return observables and um, all that fun stuff. And actually, you know, that's one weak point of my development skills. I'm so used to the non-reactive way of programming that, uh, you know, I've been trying to read up as much as I can. Uh, on reactive programming. That's, that, that's funny because it goes into what we spoke with Ken when we waiting for you about how concurrency is, is hard for a human brain to, to understand. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we, we spoke about how we they try to get our head around coroutines, but I think uh, mm -hmm. reactive goes into the same bucket of this is now how our brain works. I don't know how... Um, I don't know. I mean, Jen always, Jen Strader always has a, what, she's the one who maintains the over under on at what point during our podcast do we mention Kotlin and you just mentioned coroutine. So whoever had that time apparently won or whatever. Um, actually, when I started looking at reactive stuff, it was in the context of spring. So I learned project reactor, you know, reactor.io or whatever it is, rather than RX Java, even though there's an adapter, but that's because project reactor was, the library they use in the Spring framework. Uh, so I still think in those terms, but I'm going to have to learn RxJava as well. And of course, Kotlin has these coroutines, which are, is a completely separate model. And of course, Micronaut apps can be written in Kotlin. I wonder if they will wind up leveraging that or not. I have no idea. Uh, of course, Grails will be in the Groovy ecosystem and the Java one. I assume they'll stick with RxJava in there pretty much. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now, of course, the the big controversy, not that Eric probably don't want to wade into this, but Baruch lives for controversy, of course. The, oh, yeah, that, that's exactly why, why I'm here. Oh, yeah. I mean, you've got the ghost on your, what is that on your shirt anyway? Oh, it's a frog. It's a ghost frog? Uh, it's an x-ray frog because, oh, yeah, it's yeah. just frog x-ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's skeleton frog, right? With that. I should never have brought that up. Let's move on. So, <laughs> at any rate, the big controversy that came out was that the OCI people came up with a uh, persistence framework. How would you describe what we now will call Micronaut data? Well, the original uh, aspect was pre-computed data repositories, right? So right. putting you. putting the uh, having the computing ahead of time, as which m- most of what Micronaut does, um, your data sources and, and the logic in, around your data sources uh, and queries to be faster, right? So pre-computed, how do you say it again? Pre-computed data repository. Data repository. So it sounds a lot like GORM, except it's all done at compile time. Yeah, right? that's, that's, the, that's the huge difference. It's, it sounds more like Spring Data, Spring if you data yeah. Uh, because it's in compile time, but obviously it's more elegant because it's all because it's all Groovy. So Baruch, this is your big chance. Do you want to talk about the controversy or not? Well, yeah, I have to say that the, the whole thing with the name uh, was uh, was I think treated fairly 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 well. And uh, yeah, so when the first name came out, I had this kind of the same weird question: Do the people run it by someone who might have those? Uh, associations and and you know there is a Wikipedia entry for that so it's kind of it's a it's a problem the name the name it's a problem and I'm like well we'll see how it plays and then a couple of people complain and they're like yeah we're changing the name and 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 that's fine I mean no one was defensive about it and no one went into this oh no this is not what you need that what you should think about it was like yeah we heard the community it's okay you don't like the name we'll change the name those are early days. No one is committed. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't, there wasn't enough controversy for me to really enjoy it. Yeah, I, I think they handled it as well as they could have handled it. I, I think the fact that it came up at all uh, makes you wonder how broad a community they, they tried it out on. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, before they hit that. But regardless, when they identified that some people had a serious problem with the name, they didn't hesitate. They clearly, I, I feel... I mean, you're, you're in marketing sometimes or in dev, dev relations. I imagine they have tons of mugs and T-shirts and everything now that are, that are collector's items. Uh, but at any rate, they changed the name to Micronaut Data. I did find that the Micronaut Data uh, documentation, but is there a website for Micronaut Data somewhere? I'm not sure. I mean, I, all I found was micronaut-projects.github.io. You know what I mean? It's... it's uh, a GitHub IO page. So I wonder, I didn't see a link off of the, off of the original Micronaut site, which I assume means that we're just very early in the life cycle of this stuff and that eventually all that stuff will be coming out. Have you had a chance to play with it at all or not? Uh, no, just uh, besides just looking at the documentation, I haven't uh, had a chance to play with it. It looks, as you say, it looks just like spring data. I mean, the, the idea of uh, extending uh, CRUD repository and all those sorts of things. I mean, it's exactly what that what we're accustomed to in the in the spring world. So, uh, 
Well, Very think, interesting. I'm oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, even in the, I think in the introduction blog post, they gave homage to Spring Data and, uh, you know, kind of talked about the, you know, Gorm came out and, you know, when they were pivotal, how they, you know, it was kind of the precursor to Spring Data. And now, you know, Micronaut has the, you know, opportunity to be, come in a lot later, but with learning all the stuff that they learned uh, through Gorm, Spring Data, and mm all these other projects that they've all worked on for years and years and years and kind of come to it with a fresh set of eyes. And I mean, that's what Micronaut and Micronaut data and all these, all these things are is that they don't have the legacy to, you know, code around. They have a fresh, fresh. Uh, yeah. It does, it does look like a rewrite of, okay, we learned a lot for all those years of, of grails and let's take the essence of it to rewrite it. Yeah. That's how it works. So from, it sounds like that's going to be completely independent of what they do in Gorm, though. I mean, Gorm is going to stay separate mm -hmm. from that in Grails. Is that right? Uh, yes. And there's some dynamic capabilities um, that can't be computed at compile time. Mm -hmm. um, I'm, I've just read uh, the discussions on that, so I don't know them. I can't speak to them firsthand. But I know that there's still, they say that it's good for these use cases, but there's still other use cases where, you know, uh, GPA or, or something, you'll have to, you know, use something else uh, for those cases. So now you have more than just a trivial interest in these things. I mean, it's not just that part of your job is to write these apps. You actually wrote the first, as I recall, Grails 3 book available. Uh, yes. Maybe the only Grails 3 book available. Uh, what's the URL for that? Uh, Grails3book.com. That's, I knew it was something like that. All <laughs> one word, right? Yep. Grails, Grails, and then at number three. Yes. Uh, someone took that already. And really? So, oh, my God. Those yeah, so I, floaters, I know. They, they figured out the algorithm. <laughs> they did. They can make lots of money with that Grails4book.com domain. <laughs> so uh, somebody actually beat us to that one, beat you to that. I, I wonder who that is. I have no idea. Uh, anyway, so I assume, I think you mentioned in a tweet at some point, you are in the process of updating your book for Grails 4, is that right? Right, yep, I've, uh, you know, I've, I wrote that blog post on the upgrading, so I've been kind of, and you know, the kind of undertone of the Grails 3 book is this practical Grails, like it's from my experience and from what I've done in either, you know, my projects or consulting work. So I wanna make sure that, you know, it's, when people read it, it's something that they can apply um, to what they're doing and not just a copy of the manual or something like that. But the, uh, I am upgrading it to Grails 4 and there will be a Grails 4 release. And the the thing I'm struggling with is, and I've wanted to put a Twitter poll out there or something, ask the community's opinion, is it, do I just upgrade this this book and keep all the same content and concepts the same and just, you know, change it from three to four, recompile and see what happens? Or do I take a fresh look at it or, you know, or somewhere in the middle? So I'm not, I haven't quite decided on the approach um, I want to take on that yet. You know, one, one is a lot less effort and one is obviously a lot more effort. So uh, as you know, as you've written books, uh, writing a book is quite a bit of effort and just setting aside the time to get, get that done um, is no small task. So not, not next week, huh? No, not next week. No. <laughs> Though I, I will say uh, many of the, you know, I was talking to actually Jackie, who uh, my wife, who also is a, a developer and in Grails and you know, a controller that compiles in Grails 2 will compile in Grails 3 and Grails 4 as well. I mean, the, the core concepts of what Grails provides haven't really 
changed. Um, again, going back to the, if you draw inside the lines of the framework, um, you'll have a much better time uh, using a framework. So. But two to three was a huge change. I mean, that really was dramatic. But right. I understand from what you're saying, though, the three to four is going to be very small. In fact, the, the, the point that you're able to debate whether or not just to upgrade an existing app or whether to write something completely different shows that Grails 4 isn't really that radically different from 3, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, you that's, know. Why, that's why the migration is easy. And, and I think that the reason it's called 4 is, is generally this trend of switching to major versions uh, for even for for smaller changes, right? So we can see the trend in in what in browsers and and, and what's not like Chrome three hundred seventy five or whatever the version now. Um, so it's actually three dot something, which is four because a lot of internal infrastructure changed, but less changes on the functionality and the interaction. Yeah, and Grails takes so many you know so many things of uh, other projects, right? You know. Hibernate upgrades at one pace, uh, Spring and Spring Boot have upgraded at another pace, the JDK upgrades upgrades at another pace. So trying to kind of boil those all into one project is uh, and keeping the versions sane is, is a hard task. Yeah, I saw that was a pretty funny tweet from Graham yesterday from Graham Roche saying that, uh, what is he, he set up, a, was it a Grails app that he set up with uh, Dependabot or whatever, the one that, that works on GitHub? that automatically detects your changes in your dependencies. And he said he practically did a denial of service attack on himself or, or on GitHub or whatever, but just because all these different versions changed and everything had to be upgraded. And they're all tiny upgrades too, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, your book was self-published, as I recall, right? Uh, yep, I, uh, it's an ebook, and uh, I just, I actually talked to two different people about publishing, but, um, and a couple of authors about their experiences with publishing and, um, just decide, you know, this is a niche market. And, uh, I think self-publishing is, uh, you know, I mean, selfishly, I'm, you know, would like to keep more of the money for the effort I put in. So, um, you know, I, I pay to host it and I, you know, I do the support and talk to people, but, you know, you know, I've sold actually, I think I'm 1200, Really? Copies. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it takes effort, but I think the, the effort I put into it now it w was worth it, um, uh, to do self-publishing and to, in this, in today, right. I mean, it's software. We can write software and books are practically software. Much of all my examples are pulled in ASCII doctor from code and they're on, you know, source code repository. So I just thought, you know, that was the right way to go for me. Well, I, I do recommend. Uh, here you go. Here's, here's someone who can actually buy a Grills for book domain from what, for whatever price it is. <laughs> You're doing so well with your book. Doing so well, yes. Well, we'll just push Baroque at them, and he'll he'll get that domain for you somehow. I mean, you okay. know, I, I wouldn't want to cross him, so you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's fantastic that the book did so well, and and uh, I do recommend it still. Of course, if anybody's you know people on Grails three, which presumably will be the dominant version for a while. It's going to take a while for the community to adjust to, to mm -hmm. 4. Um, but I really look forward to seeing what you produce on, on Grails 4 on that. Um, I presume that will be a separate purchase. It won't just be – maybe there will be an upgrade price or something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's software, right? So they'll probably – it depends. Again, that goes back to that. what I was saying is that what approach I take. I mean, do I put 
you know, some effort, medium effort, a lot of effort, and that will determine the price. But yeah, there'll be, if you purchase it before I will, you know, I'm a, I'm a consumer of things too. So I'll, I'll make it fair. And um, yeah, well, I'm sure that you, that Baruch and I will each buy one, right? Baruch, you'll buy one, right? Always. always. Okay. So that's two. Yeah, exactly. So we're, you're on your way, man. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Anything else going on uh, professionally or in the Groovy or Grails community that you want to comment on? Um, I guess I just said, uh, I was thinking about one note about, um, and we kind of talked about before about, you know, just kind of the, the opportunities in Grails, uh, for Grails jobs and consulting. Cause I know that at least in Grails Slack, that's kind of a topic that comes up every once in a while. Um, I'll say that, you know, many companies who, you know, we work for, uh, as consultants, they, they don't advertise that they're running Grails or other things like that. They kind of, we can, you, sometimes you can read between the lines and figure out that they're running grails or something like that. But, um, you know, we've been doing this for six years now, six plus years as uh, since we left our, you know, uh, corporate jobs and started doing consulting. But uh, during that whole time, we've only had, you know, a month or two of downtime that we haven't had, you know, either a, a grails or uh, something related to the JVM and primarily Grails um, consulting work. So there's a lot of, there are opportunities out there. It's just, um, you know, how, how do people find those jobs? And, you know, cause that's, we're, we're in technology and technology is our kind of, you know, bread and butter and that's what, uh, how we make money. Um, so, you know, how, how do we find out those opportunities for people who are, who are looking? So. Well, that's, that's good to know. I mean, it's, it's good to hear that there's still a demand out there. I, I mean, I tend to hear that from OCI people. The problem is, is that, I mean, OCI being the maintainers of the whole framework, I mean, if there isn't enough work to keep OCI going, they've got a serious problem. So I think that's sure. good news. But to hear that it's from a, a separate company, something smaller and, and more focused and everything, that's, that's really good to hear. Uh, well, I, I really appreciate your, your taking the time to join us, and, and I'm glad that you've had some pleasant experiences with Grails 4, and uh, I really do wish you the best on that book, because every time I write a book, I say, that's it, never again. <laughs> and, but aren't you writing a book now? Uh, actually, I'm in the middle of two of them, so it's really yeah. awful. You know. And uh, another, another discussion that we had before you joined was about self-publishing versus uh, the publishers and everything, and... Uh, and although for me, writing a book was also a horrifying experience, I think, I think the self-publishing makes it a little bit easier. Yeah, well, there's, there are a lot of issues there, and that sounds like that could be the subject of a future podcast. I don't want to, uh, but I'm, I'm glad that, that yours is still making progress and that you are planning to work on that. That's, uh, I can think of nobody better to, to do that. I certainly can think of nobody else willing to do that. <laughs> so yeah. that's great news. Baruch, is there anything you want to bring up or anything you want to talk about? No, I just want to thank Eric for, for joining us and sharing um, a little bit of that. So I guess we all know a little bit more about Rails 4 and Micronaut and Micronaut data, data something. Uh, so uh, can we still call it? No, we won't. What's Micronaut data? That's all right. We'll yeah. stick with that. You know, yeah, we'll look, that. we have enough troubles. We don't need to drive away our own. No, we don't. No, yeah. no. And as I mentioned, it was well handled, so there is no no reason yeah. to, uh, you know, to, to to go with that. So yeah, Eric, thank you, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was fun.
Great. Baruch, anything else? Or are we, uh, we all set there? We're done. We will, we will put all the links that Eric will, will send us uh, into, into the show notes. And um, yeah, I mean, thank you for all our, how many, how many people we have now that listen to the podcast? Like five? How can you tell? I, you know, I'm just guessing, you know. Yeah, no, but maybe with Eric is, is actually more. Well, <laughs> it's possible Jackie will listen to it as well now. Yeah, so, yeah exactly, right? So at least, at least. I mean, my wife doesn't read my own newsletter. So, I mean, who, who can tell, you well, know? Well, it's, you know, it's long. It's long. <laughs> it is long. I, mean, I do read it every Sunday. Yeah. Really? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. All right. Now I got to think about it before I write the next. At any rate, uh, but great to see everybody. And we will try to have another podcast, uh, not waiting quite so long for next time. But, but we did have our two major events this time, the, the updates of Micronaut and, of course, Grails 4 coming out. So uh, we'll definitely be around sooner rather than later. All right. So um, thank you very much. And um, have a great um, two weeks, two months, two, whatever we will be next. And uh, yeah, we will uh, we'll see you and you will hear from us soon enough. Thank you very much and uh, bye bye. Take care. Stop live stream, stop recording. <laughs>